What's going on, everybody? This is Brian Ward of the Dad Up Podcast, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I am super excited about the guest that I have on today. But before we get to that, if you have not yet subscribed to my show, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. I'm super excited for the guest that I have on today. He and I have gotten a chance to connect over the last month or so, and he has a lot of value to bring. So I want to dive right into our conversation. But my good friend, Stu Roberts, has joined me on Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. For my listeners who may not know who you are, let's, I mean, I like to, I like to go full backstory of my guests. So I want to hear all about you, uh, kind of your upbringing, kind of where you came from and the transition that led you from where you were to where you are today. And then obviously this is a dad podcast. So I want to know about your family as well. So let's awesome. just dive right in. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll do the, the one minute spiel. So I grew up in the Midwest. I'm from Ohio originally, middle-class kid, uh, was raised in a, in a wealthy neighborhood. And to be honest with you, I grew up with a little bit of a chip on my shoulder because I didn't have what many of the other kids I went to school with had. And uh, so I went to Wall Street looking for that. Graduated um, high school, college with a degree in economics, and I went to Wall Street, got a job working for a, a top investment bank on a sales and trading desk, working 15-hour days, and uh, realized after a couple of years that this wasn't for me. It's not what I wanted to do. So I left for, for China and ended up starting a trading company in Shanghai after studying Mandarin and, and living in Shanghai for a couple of years, connected with some folks and the timing was great. We built a, a trading company working with essentially companies from the developed world that wanted to manufacture in China. Uh, built a business over a kind of incredible run over about eight years, sold that in, in 2008 for a small exit, came back to the States and started getting involved in angel investing and ended up running uh, Tech Coast Angels Orange County chapter. Did that for a number of years. And then I met my, uh, my dream wife, married her and had a couple kids and uh, life kind of went sideways. So I found myself in about 2015 where I had been privileged to have uh, had, had achieved some, had some success on the financial end but I found my life was, was uh, imploding. My wife wanted a divorce. Um, I was disconnected from my kids and uh, I was overweight, out of shape and, uh, and life was out of control. So I, uh, I, I picked up the pieces, figured some things out, did a lot of in-depth research and, and masterminds and studying and reading. Um, and I came out of this period and to be honest, Brian, part of me wanted to put this behind me and, and kind of close the door on that chapter. Uh, it was ugly. And, and then I realized, you know, there are a lot of men that I knew who were going through this and maybe could, could benefit from some of the learning curve that I experienced without, you know, without losing their marriage or their, their, their families. And, and so I, uh, I wrote a book. Um, I've got a course online, the book. And right now we're putting together a boot camp that's going to be based out of San Diego. So it's been a, it's been a humble journey. This comes from a humble place. And, uh, um, I'm, I'm hoping today I can help uh, enlighten and, and share, some of, share some of the challenges and, uh, and things that I figured out along the way. 
Awesome. And what about your family? How many kids you have? So two kids, two girls, both in the fourth grade. And they're not twins, but close enough that it's worked out that way. Mm. And uh, we're, uh, you know, very blessed, live here near the beach in, in northern San Diego in, in a little town called Del Mar. And, uh, you know, life is life is pretty good now, but it's uh, but it's something that you I, I need to to keep in check in and regulate on a weekly basis. And that's what the book is about. Mm. The book is about how to structure or how to help men structure life in a balanced way where we make time for the family. I mean, you know this, you've got two grown boys. I mean, you've been through all of this. And I, I think what's interesting, I spent Thanksgiving with, with my parents. Uh, we did a cruise in the Caribbean and my dad is 85 and my mom is 86. My dad was in advertising in Ohio in the, in the seventies and eighties. And he won some awards, but that's not what he's going to be remembered for. Hmm. And it's, it was interesting to me in a profound way at, at 85, you know, he's been retired now for 20 some years. And, and those are distant memories. And, and, and he did some great stuff, some great work, but that's not his legacy. His right. legacy is his family. His legacy of the three children that he raised. His legacy is, his, is you know, the longevity of his marriage and, and their relationship. Mm-hmm. And these are things that can be taken for granted. So I, I appreciate so much what you're doing because this is in many respects, this is a, this is a legacy for you, what you've left, what you're going to leave behind and and you're sharing with, with the world. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for that. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, I'm in alignment with what you're saying. I completely agree with it because I think there's so many men out there and it's kind of what your book kind of talks about. There's so many men out there that get lost in this, just this world of having to, uh, be financially independent and and trying to strive for the best that they can they can be as far as their financial condition or their financial health, but they forget about what's at home and what's at stake for them there, and and they spend these forty I mean excuse me these eighty hour work weeks trying to make a living, and they're missing all the things that are going on at home, and I'm sure that you know for you you know being this young man that was working on Wall Street you know putting in these 15, 20 hour days. Um, you kind of got a sense of that, that, Hey, I'm missing out on other things that are out there. And that's probably why you transitioned from going from wall street all the way to China. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 I'm a firm believer in that your legacy starts within your home, not outside your home. And if you have that understanding, then you can be as successful as you want outside your home because your family is strong when you're financially successful at home. Absolutely. That is so true. And I, I think what you, you talked about, you mentioned Wall Street. When I, when I, when I recall that experience, you know, I had a, I had a, uh, a privileged position on, on Morgan Stanley's International Equity Trading Desk. It was, a, it was a great opportunity. But what I saw, Brian, I saw men who were 15, uh, 10, 15, 20 years ahead of me, mm-hmm. and they were all divorced. Um, you know, they were making good money, but I didn't see that a lot of them were happy. Right. Um, and, and they, they pretty much lived to work. And I realized I didn't want that. Um, I didn't want that. But still have to be honest, a part of me felt that I was going to reach this, this place in life if I had achieved successfully in my right. career. And I found that right woman. And I you know, plucked her out of uh, from, from wherever and put a ring on her finger and married her and had two beautiful children. Well, I got all that. Mm-hmm. And still, life is not perfect. Right. <laughs> Right. Life is not perfect, and I and I was handed a I've been handed a number of reality checks that uh, it's humbling. Yeah, um, it's it's you know you know raising kids, and I'd I'd love to 
you know, talk more, more with you because you've got that, that 10 year perspective that I don't have from 10 to 20, um, you know, all the lessons learned, if you will. And it's, it's painful. Um, we just got back from vacation and, uh, we, we did a ski trip, family ski trip. The girls are showing some aptitude for the sport. Uh, so we invested in it. We doubled down and we, you know, spent all this money on, on season passes and the flights and everything. We, we got there and my oldest daughter decided she was not going to ski. <laughs> and so as a father, you know, how do you handle things like this? You know, the, right. the, 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 the person in me, you know, the, the, the child in me says, I wish I had these opportunities when I was a kid. Right. Right. And, and so we, we set these opportunities up for our family, for our, our children, and they're not always appreciated in the moment. It's, right. it's tough. It's tough. And how did you handle it? Well, um, I, uh, you know, I, I realized that I, I ended up spending a lot of time with my other daughter. I wanted mm-hmm. to teach them how to ski. And, uh, and so I got one, one of the two worked out really well. We spent a lot of time on the slopes, uh, a lot more importantly, just time together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I'm going to stress that it doesn't have to involve expensive ski trips. I mean, you know, it's, it's going out and hitting balls or, or shooting, right. shooting hoops or, you know, just, just time with them is what they want. My, you know what my daughter said to me earlier today? She said, daddy, today's game day. Let's play some games. And so I said, okay, all right. After this, after this, go, this call, let's do that. It's the weekend. Let's, let's play some family. Let's get the family together and play some games. I love it. That's cool. It'd be really simple. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, you have to find out where your kids, what your kids are really passionate and interested in. And, you know, and for your daughter, she thought she was, but when you guys got on the trip, she realized, you know what, maybe this isn't for me and that's okay. Uh, those things happen, but you got to find out what she is passionate in. You spent a lot of time with your other daughter that day. Um, but you got to find out what the one that w- ultimately ended up not being interested in skiing. You got to find out what she's interested in and really spend that time with her. But for, for my boys, they gravitated towards sports and so I spent a lot of time at the baseball field, at the ba- at basketball court, and that's how we connected. That's how we spent our times. And for me, it was a lot of, you know, I coached and stuff like that. I still coach to this day, but uh, I coached for them their whole lives just because I wanted, I figured I'm going to be there anyways, watching their practices and watching their games. I might as well be involved to have that extra connection with them. Um, and so that's why I did it for so long. And, uh, uh, you know, it's rewarding. And right now my boys are two of my best friends. And I think it's because That's of awesome. the bond that we shared together through the years. Trust me, Stu, there was so many days, so many times that I messed up as a dad. There were so many times that I was so frustrated and upset as a dad, but <clears throat> that still doesn't take away from the fact that I'm still aware of the bonds and memories that I'm sharing and, and experiencing with my boys and will always until they're, you know, until I'm long and gone, you know? So, um, so that's so cool. Let's talk about, let's talk about that a little bit. I, I love that you, you're bringing this up because, um, there are still so many frustrations that come up. So let me share with you how I deal with that now versus, uh, how, how Stuart Roberts dealt with it, uh, pre 2015. Um, I used to get upset and, um, and then, um, and I didn't, I don't remember apologizing a lot. Mm. And, and now I, I go to great pains to, to apologize to my children. Um, if I get upset and, um, you know, say something I regret or, or just even raise my voice, um, I'll come to my, my daughters in, and sit down with them and 
and tell them I'm, you know, this is what I was thinking. This is what, this is, this is how my mind works, but daddy overreacted and that's not okay. And right. I don't want to be like that. And I, you know, and I'm, I'm coming to you asking for, you know, you know, your forgiveness and, and apologizing. And, and, and what I found is that that is two benefits. One is your, your kids see that you're capable of making mistakes and you can mm-hmm. correct course, but also you're less likely to repeat that in the future. Right. right. <laughs> so, so that's been transformative and it works in marriage too. Absolutely. Um, you know, apologizing to my wife and, 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 you know, don't wait two days, you know, to deal with it right. right you know, the sooner, the better and get on with, with living. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know. I'm glad that you brought that up. We can talk about that because there's a couple things that I like to tell parents. I like to tell dads in particular, because dads have, they have this chip on their shoulder, right? They have this ego about them. Men have egos, right? And what I try to teach dads is, listen, when you apologize to your kids, not only are you saying sorry uh, and being sincere about it, but you have to get down to their level. So let, you got a six-year-old or seven-year-old or eight-year-old, you can't stand over there and apologize. You got to kneel down on one knee or both knees and get to their eye level and apologize to them. Let them know face-to-face that you're sorry. Um, the other thing that I like that you said, and it's something that's so important, is admitting that you messed up, not just saying you're sorry, but admitting that you made a mistake, that you messed up, that shows ownership, that takes the frustration out of the daughter or takes the, uh, the feeling of guilt away from the child and puts it on the parent. Now you're taking ownership of that problem and admitting that you made the mistake and then apologizing for it, letting them know that you're going to do everything in your power not to let that happen again. That's so powerful. Now, I also like to tell my, I told my kids a lot, listen, daddy messed up. This is what I did wrong. I shouldn't have acted this way. I shouldn't have handled it this way. So I want you to know that I'm sorry for doing that. And I'm going to do everything in my power not to let this happen again. Now, daddy's a human. I'm going to make mistakes. I may make mistakes again in the future, but I want you to know that I'm going to do everything in my power not to let it happen again. And if I do, I will let you know again that I am sorry but I will do everything in my power not to let it happen again. So it's important to build that relationship. And that builds a trust too with your child. So regardless of their age, whether they're eight or 28, you know? Uh, well said, Brian. I'm curious with, with your background. I mean, you were a Marine. Uh, I guess once a Marine, always a Marine. But, uh, but you seem to have uh, adapted this, uh, this, this empathetic, sensitive side too, which I find really interesting because I've, I've dealt with... Uh, Quite a few people there were down here in San Diego. There's a big, uh, um, a lot of uh, Navy SEALs and, and whatnot. And, and that's, you know, it, it's tough to go out and live that mission or have that experience and then come home and be the sensitive father um, type too. And, and you seem like you've, you've, you've been able to do that. And I'm, I'm curious about how you do that and, and, and what, how you made that transition, or if, if you will. Well, it's, uh, well, I will say, Trust me, I'm a high school varsity basketball coach. So I, I, I've been a coach for over 20 years. So I'm, there's a fiery competitive side of me. Right. And there's also a protective side of me. I'm, if, you, if you get involved, if you step on my family's toes, I'm going to let you know it. So there's, there's, a, there's another side of me that no one wants to see, right? But the sensitive side of me, I think, comes from um, partly how I was raised, my mom's a very sensitive uh, person. She raised me. My, I, my parents are still around. They're still married and all that. 
but my mom was really involved in my upbringing and she's very sensitive. My parents were very, even though I didn't have this, the best relationship with them because they weren't super involved in my life because they were working parents. They were constantly at the office or constantly at work. So they weren't really involved with me a whole lot. But what I will give my parents credit for is they're super affectionate and super, um, I constantly heard that I was loved. I constantly was hugged. I constantly was kissed. So those kinds of things were important to me. And I think that transitioned over to me as an adult with my boys. The other thing is um, I have a wife who keeps me in check too. So we all, (laughs) so if I I start to kind of, you know, with my boys, when they were growing up, not so much now, but when they were growing up, if I, if I start to get a little upset or, or maybe overplay what was, what had just happened, you know, Mm -hmm. um, my wife will kind of reel me back in and say, Hey, I think you were a little hard on them. And then that helps me because otherwise I would have been, you know, like the, like you in the past, I would have been like, forget it. You know, it's done and over with. Uh, but so I think that's kind of all those things played into one to, uh, to help me get to where I am today. And, uh, you know, my boys are 23 and 20 and trust me, Stu, we still, you know, there's still times when we butt heads a little bit. Um, but they're, they're my best friends. And I think it's because of how involved I was in their lives and how much I communicated with them and how much I told them, that they were special and they could be anything they wanted to be. And, you know, all those things applied. I, I was constantly feeding them affirmations as kids. I mean, those types of things all applied. So, um, yeah. How about you now? Cause I want to know, I want to know, we got a little bit more time left, but I want to know from you, how are you facing? Cause you got, how old are your daughters right now? I've got an, an eight and a 10 year old. Okay. So, so you're, you're starting to get close to those, uh, teenage years. Um, what kind of challenges does Stu face right now with his daughters? Because uh, I know you're a busy guy. She wrote an awesome book and you got a lot on your plate. So how are you finding, how are you balancing the time with your daughters? Well, one of the things I do that I, that I didn't do in, in the past that, that now is just part of, this is, a, we're early in, into January. And so I've done a lot of uh, reflecting on, on last year and, and where I succeeded and where I failed and, and how I'm going to uh, change that next year for, for, the, for this year. Um, I calendar everything. Mm. I calendar my time with my daughters. Um, and, and I think if you look at most businessmen's, uh, calendars, it's all about work. Right. And then they fit time in for their wife or their daughters or their sons, or the, you know, whatever, uh, for themselves, um, aside from that. And I think that's, that was a huge mistake for me. Um, if I schedule it, if it's on my calendar, it gets done. And, and I approach time with my girls and even with my wife with the same, um, the same level of responsibility as I do at work. And, and that has been just, I mean, just that one little change has been so instrumental. Um, if I have a, my wife and I have uh, date nights and it's on the calendar, I will ask her out. Um, I ask my, my daughters out on, on daddy daughter dates. And, and that goes on the calendar. If for whatever reason that gets changed, you better believe it's not, it, it, it has to be, you know, there's a conversation and you change that time, but you don't just not do it uh, or not show up. And so, you know, if you think about, I think about what the memorable experiences I had growing up in the Midwest with, with my parents and my dad, 
Um, you know, he taught me how to ride a bike. He taught me how to throw a baseball. Uh, he coached our soccer team. And, you know, I, I remember the trips. And these are all the things that, that, I, that, are, that are so important. Um, so that goes, you know, right now we're working on uh, swimming. Uh, we're, working on, we're working on skiing over the break. Um, it's just, just time together, game day, what we talked about today. Now that wasn't on the calendar today, but uh, we, we leave some leave some free time right. on the weekends. But but calendar it, get it on the calendar, and be accountable to it. Be accountable to the dates with your wife. Be accountable to the time with your kids, just as though it was an important business meeting, because it's arguably it's more important. Oh, I love that, and I love that you bring it up because it's one of the things that I preach constantly on my show. People ask me how, because listen, I I work a corporate job. So I have a full-time job. Uh, I have two boys. One's in one plays college basketball. The other one has a, a really strong, uh, good uh, corporate career, uh, but he lives here at home. He works remote. Um, I coach high school varsity basketball. So I'm gone every night of the week with practices and games. Then I have the podcast. The, everybody asks me, how do you find time for your family? Because you're doing all these things. And I, I tell them, it's actually pretty easy because I schedule it. I put it on my calendar. Hmm. My wife and I, when we're sitting uh, kind of unwinding at the end of the night on Sunday night, watching TV, just kind of relaxing, we talk about what's coming up this week. And we discuss what each other has that are, that's important. And we put it on our calendar. We do it every Sunday night. It takes us 10 minutes. And awesome. we sit there. And the reason we do that is so that way we're not forgetting any, like I'm not forgetting something that's important to her. So I can, you know, you know, like she has a test tomorrow. She's taking a test tomorrow. So I have it on my calendar. So I remind her, Hey, good luck on your test. You know, that kind of thing. So nice. different things like that. So we have that kind of stuff on our calendar. Now I say that, but at the same time, there's always these little roadblocks that get thrown in the, in the mix, right? You always have something that comes up urgent. Like yesterday, I was supposed to meet with you yesterday but because of my son's urgency in his dental uh, that he had to go to the dentist, we had to get that taken care of. We had to postpone. Right. So those kind of things happen. But as long as you kind of work your way around them, like we did, uh, as long as you work your way around them, you're OK. Uh, I think this I think that happens with families all the time. Uh, the other thing that my wife and I do that I think is super helpful is we talk about things uh, with a marriage coach. We have a marriage coach that we see once a month. I love it. I love she's, it. She's a licensed therapist, but we meet with her once a month. And I say, people ask me, why do you do that? Right. Well, we don't have problems, but we do it. So we don't have problems. Yeah. I love it. And, and I'm just like you, my wife and I go on date nights. So husbands, if you're watching this, even the wives, if you're watching this, go on a date night, it doesn't have to be all the time. But like last night, my wife's really uncomfortable with the whole pandemic kind of getting crazy again. She's a type one diabetic. She's super crazy. She's super worried about it again. So, and we were supposed to go out to dinner last night. And she said, you know, I'm really kind of worried about going out to dinner. Can we order in? And I said, great. So we had a date night here at home. We went and ordered nice food from a nice restaurant and brought it home and sat and enjoyed it together. I love it. You're, you're going to the trouble. You're making the effort. Right. And, and this is something, you know, I, I deal with this a lot too, the men that I coach and it's, well, how do you get this all in? How do you fit it in? Well, it's an every day you can't deliver. So the book is about, the book covers five core areas, self-health, something I call inner peace, which is eventually, eventually uh, essentially mental health, uh, family, and then work trade. 
and the acronym is SHIFT. And, and so I'm assessing myself on a weekly basis. To what extent am I delivering across these five buckets? Now, am I a great husband uh, seven days a week? Hell no. It doesn't work right. out that way, right? But, but you don't wait till the end of the month or the end of the quarter, or the end of the year or the end of your marriage or, you know, and then look back and say, well, gee, I didn't do all this for all these months and years and I'm expecting this outcome. It's the same with parent as a parent. It's mm-hmm. the same raising kids. It's the same at work, right? If you're not investing, if you're not feeding that part of your life, how can you expect to deliver on it? You can't. Right. You're absolutely right. And the other thing that you're showing, like I talk about this as well, with the way that my wife and I interact with each other, our relationship that we have with each other shows my boys how men should treat women and how women should treat men. Period. Absolutely. And it's the same thing for you. Really important for you as a dad with two daughters, how you treat your wife. You're showing your daughters how they should be treated when Absolutely. they're when they grow up. So it's super powerful. I love the I love all the components of your book because it talks not only from a business side but also from a family side, uh, teaching us how to find those core balances with every aspect of our life. I absolutely love it. I love that book. How many years have you married, Brian? Uh, Twenty five years. I mean, that in and of itself, what a, what a great thing. Thank um, you. I'll tell you one of the things that that I think a lot of men of our generation have struggled with is that we were raised in the, in the 20th century where our fathers essentially all they had to do was, was show up for work. Yeah. And if they were great fathers, you know, that was a plus, but it wasn't necessarily expected, right? Well, now the model is so different because so many of our wives work. My wife is a, is a successful CFO. She works a high powered job. And, you know, you know, I'm, I'm not coming home to her baking cookies on a Tuesday night. Um, so, a lot's changed in our world and we need to be able to adapt. We need to be that, that sensitive role model as a father. We also need to be the strong provider and protector. Um, and, and how you balance that and how you morph from what we learned as kids growing up with our greatest role model, I don't know about you, but it was my father, uh, to today and, and transition is, is a real, there's a real art there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think in many respects, our wives or the women are, are ahead of us on this track. And we're, we're playing right. catch up because right. there's, there's so much we need to do to, to, to be the fathers of the 21st century. Right. And it's one of the reasons why I started this, this show. Um, I was tired of dads being referred to as just the babysitter. Uh, they would stay home with the kids while uh, mom had to go, you know, either get her nails done or run to the store or run errands. Dad was home babysitting the kids. I hated that stigma that was put on dads. And I do see dads really stepping up more to kind of get be more present with their kids. But what dads don't understand is that uh, there's still a lot of dads out there that they think, well, I'm around my son. I'm good as they're like this on their phone, right? Yeah. So that, that I'm trying to break that whole pattern. And, you know, there's other dad podcasts out there and stuff, but I'm really trying, that's why I'm interviewing guys like you um, to, to kind of show that, hey, I can be successful in my career and the things that I'm doing outside of my home and still be this phenomenal, successful father uh, because it is possible. And um, some dads are lost. Like, I mean, you share it in the book. I mean, uh, dads find this way of, kind of um, easing their troubles or their stress through addictions and all these different things that they're, you know, um, whether it's alcohol or drugs or pornography or gambling, all those or different food. things. Or food. Or food. Food, for sure. So 
all those different things, they kind of lean on to kind of ease that stress that they're going through. And you don't need those things. I used to be an alcoholic. I'm 12 years sober now. So I used to be an alcoholic. My, I didn't want my kids growing up in that life. And that's why I literally snapped the button, snapped my fingers and said, I'm done because I didn't want my kids growing up in that. So dads, you need to find a way to get out of your struggles, get out of your stress and just check in with your family. Trust me, it will change your life. So I've got a solution for that. That was something that's really helped. Um, we, uh, a couple of years or a few years ago, I started a, a men's group and um, I got three or four men together, invited them to my home. Uh, we had dinner and served, uh, served some drinks and just got to know each other. And then I, I shared my agenda. And that was, these were men who I admired for largely their external accomplishments. One had a, a winery in Sonoma. Uh, another one was a successful tech uh, executive. He was on his, his third venture. And, but all of these men had challenges that they were dealing with, and most of which was on the home front. And it was, it was a beautiful thing to get these, this, this room full. We, every month we would get together. It was the second Tuesday of the month. And we get together and we take turns and we'd alternate and, and different people would host. And we built this phenomenal group of about 12 men. And here were, they were who were accomplished or were successful. Some were successful, really successful fathers. Others were really successful with their, with their health and their diet. Um, others were really successful at, at work. And we all learned from each other. Mm. And what I found is it elevated our game, but it was also a reality check that we as men don't have to show up and be perfect. We, right. There's no expectation that we're going to be, you know, uh, killing it on all five fronts, but yet let's raise our game and let's help each other to do that. And just great things have come out of that. Um, so I encourage you, man, if listening to this, you know, find a group, or get together, or build that group yourself, invite yeah. a couple of men who you admire, tell them you want to do this, get together on a regular basis and learn from one another and not only share your accomplishments and your wins, but also your failures. It will change you, it will change how you operate, how you function, how you feel. It brings some, there's, it's healthy to bring some humility to the table, but it's, it's been transformative for me because you will also see that these other men who you admire have things that they are really struggle with. Mm -hmm. And, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. I actually do this. Okay. But I do it a different way. Um, I'm a firm believer in, listen, you have successful companies out there um, for the most part are run by board of directors. I have a personal board of directors that report to me. And these are men that I've uh, known, respected, looked up to, um, value uh, what they bring to the table. Uh, these are guys that are not related to me because if you have family, I feel that if you have family on your board of director, they'll just tell you what you want to hear, not sure. what you need to hear. So sure. these are men that I trust will tell me exactly what I need to hear. They, I wrote out contracts for each of them. They had to sign those contracts that they would be committed to this. And we meet every other month and we I meet via it. zoom uh, and these are guys that are all over the, all, I have two guys that are up in Canada and the rest are all around the United States. I have a financial guy on there. I have a, I have a faith guy on there. I have um, uh, three business owners on there. I have one guy that's, uh, that's completely like involved in like social media and marketing and stuff on there. Cause I want them to help me in all areas of my life. And like I said, we meet 
once every other month. And I do this for me. They're here. They're there to help me. But in turn, we're actually all helping each other. And this is the second year I've done it. And they've all committed to, to being back again this year because they really enjoyed it. So uh, it's my personal board of directors. I call them my man up tribe. I love it. How do you structure the, uh, how do you structure the, the meetings? I base it on what has occurred over the last month, month and a half. Um, because I, like I said, I meet every other month with them. So based on what I did or didn't do in the last month, that's the basis of our conversation for the next board meeting. Mm -hmm. And then I also talk about in that next board meeting, what I'd like to see myself doing going forward for the next month before our next meeting. And so it's kind of this, kind of this caterpillar kind of snowball effect that, uh, I mean, it's been great. And, and so it's, it's wonderful from an accountability standpoint. How did, how did you, do you, do you pay for this or how did you, you get these nope. men to do this? Nope. Uh, I've, I've uh, actually only met one of them in person. Uh, the rest, I don't even know. Uh, I've met them through social media, uh, okay. whether Instagram or Facebook, and we've all become really good friends over the last two years. So I've known them for two years or so. And uh, all I did was I just approached them. Look, I value who you are as a person. I value who you are as a family man. I value who you are as a business uh, person. I would like to ask you to be on my personal board of directors. You're not going to be paid for this, but here's your responsibilities. Are you willing to do this? And they all said, yes. I said, okay, I'm going to send you a contract that you're going to sign and I'm going to sign. You'll get a copy of the contract. I'll get a copy of the contract. And they all agreed to it. So I don't pay a single dime for it. That's great. Find something that you want to do or, where you, or, or how do you, you want to elevate your game and, and mm -hmm. find someone who's already done it. And wow, you can, you can traverse that learning curve so much more quickly and efficiently. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's do this. Um, we're running out of time. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, share with my listeners where they can find you, look up more information about you, all that kind of stuff. What's the best place for them to do that? Oh, sure. My, go to my website, stuartroberts.com. S-T-E-W-A-R-T-R-O-B-E-R-T-S. The book is uh, giving away the digital version for a dollar. Um, there's an audio version. You can get it on Audible. Um, you know, there's a, and there's, you, can, you can buy the hard copy on, on Amazon as well. Um, there's a course uh, for men. So the, most of the men who read my book say, okay, this is great, Stu, but now what? <laughs> so that's what, where the course comes in. It's, it's how can you execute and, and just what we're talking about, elevate your game as a dad, as a husband, for yourself, uh, for your health across all these core five core areas um, that I define as, as a true, true success. If success goes way beyond the monetary, it goes way beyond the societal expectations of us, but, but how we're seen in the home, mm. which is what you're doing. Yeah. So, so get the book, um, we can do the course, I do coaching as well. And like I said, there's a boot camp to follow. I've partnered here with a, uh, a former, uh, former Navy SEAL. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to have some fun here coming up uh, in the summer with, uh, with the camp we're starting. Awesome. So thank you. Thank you, Brian, for this opportunity. Real pleasure. Well, I want to thank you, brother. I really appreciate the, the value, the wisdom that you bring, the things that you're doing in your life, the, that type of husband, father, uh, just all around good dude. And, I, and I'm looking forward to our continued friendship. Uh, because I think you and I really had a connection here going. I enjoyed the conversation uh, and I'm really looking forward to staying in touch with you because I want to know how things are going. I mean, I may be getting in that boot, involved in that boot camp myself. So uh, it's super it's cool. a humble journey. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's, it's been, it's been a great conversation. I'm going to be staying in touch with you, my friend. All right. Thank you. Listen, everybody, thank you for joining me and Stuart Roberts on another episode of Dad Up. Thank you guys very much for being here. Make sure you guys subscribe to my show. Make sure you guys are checking out his book, his website, get involved in what he's doing because it'll only help you elevate yourself to the next level. Thank you guys again for being here. Stay tuned for the next episode. This is Dad Up. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dad Up. Make sure you guys subscribe to my podcast and my YouTube channel. And do me a favor, leave me a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you to see what you think of the show. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes coming up each and every week. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.